This to make it 28-3. to Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Toss to White. He's in. What a comeback. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. Happy to be coming to you after a big Saints win in Indy, 38 to 27 over the Colts. A much needed win. Saw a lot of great things out of the offense. I mean, they finally came to life. Uh, Rashid Jaheed just uh, putting up Randy Moss like numbers in his efforts. Uh, Kamara looking good. Offensive line looking good. Uh, you know, defense, like we said, did did just enough uh there might be some concerns that we talk about later on in this episode but all in all leading up to this man the negativity was hot saints twitter streets were hot but nothing cures all that like a win and damn it like we've said before we're going to enjoy it while it lasts uh doesn't mean we're not going to talk about things that need to be talked about but we're going to enjoy the win while we have it uh so speaking of you know some of the things we liked didn't like max what you got on this one uh, obviously, things we liked. I think we can all agree the offense falls under that category. First time this year that they had the full complement of players, whether it was injuries or suspensions beforehand. You know, everybody was there. Having Juwan Johnson there, having Kamara, you know, uh, Kendra Miller, Jamal Williams. Obviously, the offensive line not at full strength, but it's performing better with this lineup than we've seen. Um, touching on what you said about the, the, the Twitter streets, <laughs> dude, it was funny. Like scrolling through and seeing the different reactions to different plays. You know, because full <laughs> disclosure, coming back from the beach, Nick and I were uh, watching the game on his phone in the car, you know, as we're doing 90. Yep. And uh, Not was, me. Well, yeah, Casey was driving. I was watching myself. Yeah, yeah. It was just funny, though, like seeing at the beginning of the game, you know, when we were down, and you could tell who, I guess, is is in the blame car camp and who is in the blame Olave camp who's in the blame Carmichael camp it's just so funny seeing it because there were different interpretations of plays that were happening <laughs> you know there was a yeah. uh, incomplete pass to uh, Michael Thomas on a slant you know and depending on who you're following at this point it's like oh man that's a terrible pass by car awful pass you mm-hmm. know doing the same shit oh, and then it's God. somebody else right above them saying like you know, that, that route was a little sloppy. It looks like he slipped. Pass was right there. And it's just funny seeing how people have their uh, their sides. And, you know, you're going to see it the rest of the season, I think. People, yeah. Well, people we are, did it. Well, like, people are firmly it. dug in on it. and it's <laughs> Max immediately said bad pass. I was like, was it? It looked like it hit both his hands. And then you look at it again, and you see Thomas kind of stumble slightly. And it hits both his hands, but he's kind of falling down. So yeah. difficult. Get, not his fault. I, like not, wasn't, I wouldn't call it a drop. But it wasn't a bad pass. It was right on the money. Right. I think we all just have our instinct to blame whoever we feel is yeah, the biggest well culprit. especially when things aren't going well i mean like being down 17 to 7 at that point any play uh before, when the colts are winning you know up until we took the lead it, every play is viewed with that lens of who you don't like on the team Correct. you know it's so once we start bombing it down the field to to shaheed at least you know, talk about cars throws to Shahid when he was open. Taysom threw the one when <laughs> Shahid was in double coverage, but made a hell of a play uh, to maintain possession of the ball going to the ground before it was uh, just taken away from him. But you viewed it through a lens of like you know being pissed off, and so nothing cures that kind of thinking like a win. Because I think you mentioned to Max is that after the game, uh, you know when the, when the final box score hits and you get to to see the whole product uh, of, of play statistically, you know, people looked at Derek Carr's stats and were like, damn, Carr had a good game. And, Carr had uh, an amazing game. You know, and, and so it's kind of like the Carr haters were like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, shit, he played his ass off. <laughs> you know, and then also like, you know, I think the, the people who just want to dog in a lobby no matter what kind of still got to do that, especially since he had the, that touchdown drop off his helmet. But I think overall, Olave still played pretty well. Con, you know, consider he had. The, I would disagree. I would disagree that. with that. Yeah, he had a few mistakes, of course, but like he was closer. I think he he he, he made has, a, He has not played well in about three and a half, four weeks. I think he made a step forward 
I don't think he regressed. I, well, there were two plays that stand out. There's the one where he uh, caught the ball going to the sideline. Ran straight out of bounds. Ran straight out of bounds and didn't realize that the uh, guy trailing him had fallen down. Right. But left a good 10, 15, maybe, maybe more. more yards on the field just by sprinting out of bounds to preserve his body. So and then there's obviously the uh, the... the that should have been touchdown pass that bounced right off his face mask. Yeah, and well, that, that, one, one, that was the obvious. But you don't think of the one where he went out of bounds, you don't think his momentum was carrying him? No, no he absolutely had, not. He had plenty of time plenty to turn of, that yeah. off. Okay. Uh, the one in his face, my biggest problem with that is that happens. We all know that. But that play was so clearly designed for him. That ball's coming to him 100% of the time. That, that yeah. play design was incredible if you go watch it again. It was... They, yeah, he, I think it was, they run him right into Thomas's he route. Had, well, he deliberately stops with without blocking anybody, so it's not a pick play. Right. And then once he sees the guy clear, but it, he defense must have been in his own, yeah, or whatever it was. Like he saw his cue and then just takes off. Yeah. Yeah. They knew. They saw some in film where they well, knew he turned that around. Play was going to work. Yeah. Yeah. He turned around late. It felt like to me. Well, I, I don't know what it was because it was like I watched it again and you could see his eyes hit the sightline of the QB, I don't know. Well, even it, AK said some of the press was like, I don't know what Chris saw in that play. I'm going to yeah. have to talk to him. It's yeah. like, th- that play was so clearly drawn up, like, we're going to run this play. Yeah. This is an Alave play. We're going to have Carr just stare that route down where Thomas was coming into the play, and he's going to slip between that. I, I believe it was a safety in a corner. I didn't go back and like check that, but he splits it. He's wide open. That play's coming to him the whole way. I just don't understand how you don't pick yeah. that ball up. I think but, what, I, what I mean with the Alave take is that Here's what I was thinking before we even got here tonight, and that was when Carr was just not doing great, or I guess put it, you know, from week one to now, it was he would show on a few good plays, he would just make that pass, just zing it in there, uh, hit hit a guy in field the way he's supposed to, but then somewhere else in the game, he's just making an, an inexplicable play. And his his quality of play was just completely up and down. I think Olave went went from you know the game the Jags game where it was you know questioning his entire play his entire effort to now this game where he had bright spots but then they were followed with like these complete low lights. So it's now him looking like he showed something, but but then he showed enough negative. Uh, you know, there's something just, clearly like, going on as far as. Whether he's in his own head, he's just in a funk, he's in a slump, whatever you want to call it, like something's going on, and it's okay for that to, for us to talk about that without being it, you know, putting it under the lens of this guy sucks and whatever. Like we all want to see Olave succeed. I yeah. text like, Max we, today. Well, we if all want to see Derek Carr around, succeed. If Olave doesn't turn it around, I don't think we can go. For, we need him to turn it around. Yeah, I didn't see what you saw in the positives. I saw most of the negatives. Um, but you know, that's all up to everyone's opinion. Um, I, I think he's been in a four-game funk that is the worst we've ever seen him play. Yeah. And I don't really have an explanation for it other than maybe it is mental. Maybe it's just yeah. he's in a slump and, you know, it's like an 0 for 23 in baseball and you just can't get out of it until something really good happens. We just need something. I was telling Max while we were driving in the car, I hope they throw a deep ball while we're up double digits yeah. here to, yeah. just to get him on track. Like, just give him another chance. Yeah. Let's, let's get him a big something. play. Yeah. He, he needs a layup. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. needs to get like Shahid running free behind the secondary. Give he needs the, one uh, of those. Give him the heat check. And basically. look, he, he had one of those—the one that bounced off his helmet. Yeah, that's a walk-in touchdown. Yeah, it, you know, and maybe that's the thing that gets him out of the slump. Right. You know, and we want him out of the slump because, like Nick said, we're going to need him at some point this season if this team is going to do anything yeah. once we get to the back half of the year and towards the playoffs. Yeah. Like he's going to have to make a play. Yeah, I think it's like we said last episode and some time before other times before that it's like you saw other guys kind of let loose and play more free i think Carr played more free i think he just you know when he saw something he put it there uh the angle route to camara for the first touchdown is a great example for me it was like we've seen Carr when whether there's a guy on a slant or a crosser we've seen him be inaccurate maybe it's a catch but the guy has to catch it on his own back shoulder has to stop his momentum and then gets tackled with that ak angle route you know rewatching that he hits him right in stride to where Kamara can a keep running, and then he, you know, Kamara has to make the cut to avoid contact. But he Carr put it in a spot where Kamara was at least able to do something with it, as opposed to have to stop, make a you know from zero mile per hour. Uh, Carr was fantastic, and look, yeah. I've given Carr 
a fair share of shit over the last couple of weeks, you know, whether it's on the air here with you guys or whether it's via text message with y'all. And it's, uh, I got to give him his due. He looked fantastic yesterday. Yeah. He, I think he, anyone who's picking nits on him yesterday, you're just, you're really looking for something at this. Yeah. Point. I mean, you're, you're going to take a cute, the, the quarterback who has, you know, the, by definition, the most touches out of any offensive player, you're going to take the few of his touches that weren't good. It's like he had, uh, you know, he was 19 of 27. Okay, so you're going to take eight incompletions and then, you know, overanalyze or dissect those. Sure, go ahead. Um, Three of but, them bounced off our hands. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like if you want to get nitpicky on, on Carr in this game, and everybody's had every right to in other games where he's just made, you know, the inexplicable. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have the bonehead interception this game. He didn't have the sail it out of the back of the end zone play this game, which have been like, you know, like staples of him so far this season. <laughs> but I think you saw Carr kind of just take what the defense was giving him, uh, which sometimes meant you, you hear that phrase and sometimes you think, oh, take what the defense gives you. So we're just going to check down all day. No, the defense gave him some long, deep shots and he took them. And it was good to see. He wasn't pressing. I think when we go back to Olave, a guy like him in this situation, he I think he's just really afraid not to screw up. And until he can kind of get that monkey off his back and just play a little bit more free, I think we're going to see kind of those hesitation type, uh, you know, trying to be too perfect type mistakes. I think his day's coming. I think I, I truly believe that he is that good of a player. I don't think it's, uh, you know, some like, you know, we got a we got a bad apple type of draft pick. I know everyone hates that we traded up to get him, but at this point, you know, he's here, so we may as well hope that he he does well. I think it's coming. He didn't obviously do his best this past game, but I saw some bright spots. But moving on from him, Carr. Well, let me was, say this though: I love, I still like to trade up to get him. Yeah, you know, I Nick, I know Nick was a, a, a huge. He was against it from day one. To you be know, fair, I'm against all heavy trade-ups. I, yep. The draft, to me, is the most important thing in the game now because of the salary cap. Right. These are players that play for very low money. I value it a lot. And the more chances you have to hit on players, especially with our history of being way better in the middle and late rounds than we are in the beginning of the draft, I just hate trading multiple picks for anyone. It's not an attack on Alave. If we were sitting at that 11 spot and we took Alave, I'm totally good with it. It's the fact that we're giving up multiple players to get one is the part that I really don't like. And we've proven it doesn't work for us. Yeah, and the thing is, I agree with you on that. Like, my philosophy would be to get as many, I guess, uh, lottery tickets as possible. Could basically draft picks or lottery tickets. And if I were running the Saints, I'd load up on draft picks. Like, give me as many of them as you can. But given what we know about Mickey Loomis, and he's been here for damn near 20 years at this point, we know that is not what he wants to do. Right. The Saints have never valued draft picks. And they I call always, it a weakness. Right. A weakness. They always, they always, you know, throw them away on uh, whether it's what's his name, Tommy Stevens, you know, <laughs> yeah. when just to piss off a rival. Well, an, an who NFC got him anyway? But who got him anyway? That's exactly. the scary thing to me. I'm not saying that our. It's not that you know circular of an argument to say, oh, we're we're shit at drafting. Uh, overall, so therefore we should not have draft picks. Like, no, we should give ourselves as many chances as well. We're good at their mid to late round picks. Like, it's it's funny, you know. We've all talked about Jordan Howden, who's a mid round uh, defensive back this year. You know, we all said, well, that's a slam dunk. He'll end up contributing his rookie year, and lo and behold, he's contributing his rookie year because the Saints can evaluate defensive backs in the in the you know day two and day three better than anybody. But back to my original point about Olave. Like, I was a huge fan of it because knowing that the Saints are the team that likes to trade up and not trade back, I'm like, if we're going to trade up, let's go get this guy because I know, in my mind, I know he's going to be a good NFL player. He's worth going up there to get. Right. Now, how good he's going to be is the question. And now, if you look at Saints Twitter right now, these these people think this guy's already arrived and he's fucking prime Jerry Rice. The reality (laughs) is, he's a good player right now. That's it. He is just a good player. People saying he's a great player, well, he is a superstar. We don't know. Need to wake the fuck up because he has not proven shit. We don't know that. We we don't know that yet. Could he be? Could he? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Is he? 
No. Right. You can't Emphatically, say he is. no. Right. Right. He is not. You cannot make a case that he's an, a, a top 10, top 15 wide receiver. There's no case. There's no there case. No case. Yeah, shit, there were people on, on Twitter uh, yesterday saying, oh, man, Olave really our WR3. <laughs> he, I mean, like, honestly, at and, this point. You know, and Max, we, we gave Max some shit uh, on a – I don't think anyone listening to this would have even heard it but on the COVID episode. This whole thing is funny to you me. You know, though. like Max was sitting there, you know, half – Half with of, COVID and like, drunk. Half of Max was sitting there on a Zoom screen for us saying like, yeah, Rashid might be or <laughs> Olave might not even be our top two guy. And well, he said <laughs> he said Shahid's the best, uh, going to be the best. And yeah, Shahid has a ve- People need to pause on that. Shahid did the same route three times and won. Mm-hmm. And he is incredible at it. But that does not make can, a complete wide receiver. So, no, one's saying, no one said complete. he's a complete wide receiver. I mean, it, which he's if, a one trick pony. But that one trick is pretty fucking awesome. But and it doesn't make you a better player oh, than Olave he, or Tom. Uh, it can make you a better player. It doesn't make you a better receiver. He has he is a wide receiver. He has executed right what is asked of him better Correct. than Olave. This and he's year. a wide receiver. And three. he also did something that you value a lot there, Nick. He made a contested catch he does, in and double coverage. That. And he's he, done it in the past. And, and the only guy who doesn't is Olave. So on our team. Mike Thomas makes contested catch after contested catch. So you're saying you're with Max? No, I don't think Shahid is a better player than Alave. I think. Um, well, let's what, go back to what I actually said. I didn't say he was a better player. I said the no, potential t- is there for him to be to uh, have a better career. Than now, Alave. now you sound like me, where you're taking the words that I said were. Well, I mean, I'm going to say what I said. So <laughs> we know what you're saying. That's why you backtracked on it heavily when you sobered up. Um, I want to. But yep, yeah, good. I want to. I want to talk real quick. Max and I were talking about car on the. Um, I think either driving or texting today. Um, obviously, I've been a little bit of a car apologist. Uh, I believe that's the guy we should have gone and got from our options that were out we there. We all wanted him. No, no, no. Fair. But you know I've been more than you yeah. guys. And Well, you're making more excuses for him than we have. You're right. That's what I mean. I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing for everything that's happened and not blaming car. That's exactly what I've been doing. When you should have been. Um, maybe. <laughs> and I'm not saying he's been perfect, but you, he's had very little support, in my opinion, too. So no one's made it easy on him either the offensive line the first four or five games was atrocious Alave who knows what's going on the last four games you know Kamara out the first three games there's just been a lot of stuff you so, mean the last four before this one because I was going to uh, shift to the offensive line well we talk, we're gonna, we'll get to that yeah. because we all talked about it last pod um, and I said that, that you, you let's go to that right now you talked about hope and the things I said about hope offense has started gaining yards yeah. offensive line has looked better yeah so if that trend continued and they just stopped making mistakes in the most crucial plays of the game, yep. things could change. Now, the debate Max and I were having, I said that's ceiling Carr we saw yesterday. I'm, I'm his biggest fan, but that was the best you will ever see Derek Carr. Because yeah, um, it's, it's it, was, it was so good. Um, we're not going to see I don't want people to get freaked. Like, this is what we're going <laughs> to see from now on. That was so good. That, that performance might happen once more this year. You, you can't expect much better than that. Correct. That's how yeah. good it was. Yeah. So we we need to temper that expectation for those, you know, car fans, you know, I guess in my boat. Car apologists. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the car army that's against him is going to say this was a, you know, a lucky game, a beat up secondary. The team's not that good. That's a good team. Okay? The secondary was beat up. Let's yeah. be honest about it. But they're well coached. Yeah. It, it's a good team and yeah. with really great players all over the field. That, that linebacker who kept going into that game, he's already got 100 tackles this year. Yeah. That guy's a that guy's a beast. 44. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Well, I mean, and yeah. then Leonard's unbelievable player. They they've got a ton of talent. So, what I want to do is for all of us to discuss we talked before the season started. How long does it take this offense to get going? When when will we feel good about the offense? So we're almost halfway. We're essentially halfway in the season. Right. Yeah. Derek Carr today, yards per game. It's looked bad, right? We're all we're all saying how Carr bad. It hasn't passed the eye test, right? Tenth in the league in yards per game. He's seventeenth in QBR. He has four interceptions, which is the third fewest of any quarterback who's played yeah. at least six games. That's a middle of the road quarterback, which is what we said. That's we, what that we, is. We, we needed, which is all we said so we, we needed. Yeah. Um, as a team, two double digit wins, one double digit loss. Right. So two mm-hmm. excellent performances, one terrible performance. Mm-hmm. Two and three in close games. In the losses, we had the groupie miss with a minute left. Maybe they go down and score a field goal. Maybe they don't. If he makes it, we don't know. Foster drop. 
And the Houston game where Groupie missed two field goals that forced us to have to have a touchdown at the end instead of a field goal. Of, yeah. That's the three one-score games we lost. Is that terrible? Yes. Do good, you know, I think there was an argument we all talked about is like, that's what bad teams do. They mess up when it counts. That's true. But also, could it just be bad luck? It could be. We don't know. Like, that's what the rest of the season is going to tell us. Does this team rebound from that and it doesn't affect them? Do they get better at that? I think that's where we're talking about. This week was incredible. I think right. it was four for five in the red zone. I saw somebody post three for four. But I believe it was four for five because the both Kamara touchdowns, yeah, the, the, the Taysom touchdowns. Also, there's also the one where they were kneeling out the clock at the end. So right, that and that's, was, the, one yeah. we, we that's were, the one miss. That's the one miss. Right, 100%. That mattered. I mean, right, right. besides because she, the Shahid touchdown was the only non-red zone touchdown. Right. Uh, and you know, you're talking to the guy who actually predicted us to score four offensive touchdowns. Right. <laughs> the, Which is awesome. The last pod. But we all we all went on board going behind so, the offense this week. We yeah. we took a risk. We all and yeah. we all ended up right. I mean, you and if I cleaned Corey, up on bets on car, so yeah, we yeah. were all in on it. Max and I were texting about this, so I'm not going to ask Max this. Corey, what where is our offense rank in the league in yards per game? Our offense as a whole. Oh, I mean, well, shit. We just had our third 400-plus yard game. I mean, so it's got to be top 10 based on yardage. 12th in yards. Okay, close. 16th in points. 21.4 game. Defense. Defense. I mean, between the Jags game and this one, I think we've kind of taken a step back. I mean, defense might be within the top 15, but not top 10. Fifth in yards, ninth in points. Damn. Okay. Well, good on yards. Yeah. Yeah. We had some. Yeah. Some of those games were really still thin. good on points. Top We'd, ten points. Ninth. Um, and I that's with yeah. two. Do we have two def, uh, off? You know, pick six. We have one pick six. Didn't we give up another? Did we give up another defense? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, here's maybe here's the thing. One more. No, yeah. Ak. Rushing yards per game since he's come back. Fifteenth in the league. Okay. 39 catches, leads all running backs. He's I think I uh, heard it on the broadcast yesterday. He's actually second in the league in receptions. Since yeah, he, he came, since he came yeah. in. Like, since he came yeah. in. Right. Um, Alave's pace, 94 catches for almost 1,100 yards. Michael Thomas, 81 on pace for 933, which I think is exactly where all three of us had him. Shahid on pace for 49 for right at 1,000. Yep. I give you those stats, and you didn't watch football. How do you feel about the Saints' last nine games of the season? Well, I mean, if we're looking at stats, I'd say that sounds great. But uh, I mean, I'm not trying to like just pick an argument with you. But I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is is why you know stats can only say so much. Because what what stands out to me is that like while we should look at we should be hearing all those things and looking at those stats and be thinking, damn, good, that's great. What great marks! Of great. It's not great. It's four and four. But but no, but the record's four and four. That's what I'm saying. But when you when you talk about stats like that, you should be thinking. That paints the picture of a complete team. That paints the picture of people who are performing and executing and all this stuff. But as a as someone who has watched every game, it almost kind of pisses me off more because it shows how much we've been wasting with the failed red zone, uh, the the red zone woes to you know to this point, except for this past game. What and, I'm getting at, just real quick, you know, I wasn't trying to say this is excellent. What I'm saying is it's car in a new system. We all talked about we were like. If you take the football out of it, we all talked about how long the struggle was going to be to get it together. Yeah. So let's say it took three extra weeks than we thought. Some people maybe thought it would take two games, four games, whatever it is. Right. We're eight in. We have struggled. There's no debating that. It hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been even good in a bunch of games, especially in the red zone and things you're talking about. Right. But if I'd have told you this before the season, it's like, hey, we come out of the first eight, the offense is on a three-game, 400-plus-yard span, we're four and four, hadn't been awesome, I think you'd feel pretty good. But having watched what we watched, we don't feel as good. Because Does that we, make sense? Because we saw it. Right. <laughs> it, but, was, but it wasn't good. I'm saying it's a little overreaction because those three one-score games we could have won. We also could have lost the two that we did win. But what we got in car that I think we didn't have in Dalton for those people liking to put those two things together is the big throw to end games, mm -hmm. Shahid, Shahid, Shahid in three games. Those were 40, 40 to 60-yard passes in the air in those three games. Yeah. Dimes. If you've got That's a, the difference. If, you in, have a kill, if, you, if you're a team with a kill shot like Rashid can be, you use it, and you don't you don't apologize for it. You 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 take it, but you have a guy that can get it there. Yeah, exactly. He is not Joe Burrow. He is not Pat Mahomes. We need to get. Right. He is not Drew Brees. That is not going to happen. Right. But it's a guy who doesn't panic 
at the end of games. He's very good at it. So what else has been his strong suit since he's been in the NFL is the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right. So let me here's what I have to say as a whole. I think the take my the takeaway from that for me is what has been driving me this this whole season about like what is it that if someone asked me like what is it that you want to see with this team? I don't care if our stats were shit if we had a better record. Um, now, like the shit, Jets shit care. to shit you to would a, care. The well, Jets shit to care. a degree. They're posting punting highlights when they because, won thirteen ten. Well, no, They're not but, happy <laughs> because here's what I need to see. Because you ask, we all you you pose a question that we all had. How long will it be before we see this offense get it together? And as good as this past week was, and again, I'm enjoying the hell out of this win. I am. I don't know yet whether we have it together, and that is because I have yet to see us do it again. It's consistency. The word that this team has to revolve around or us as fans in order to judge this team is consistency because we saw Sean Payton's 7-9 teams and we saw those Sean Payton's 7-9 teams have fantastic high-scoring games where they looked like the 2011 team or the 2009 team and then they followed it up with a goose egg. We've seen this team have a great offensive performance, albeit against the Patriots, and followed up with another game that sends us into shambles. So I'm not ready to give us the, uh, you know, label of having gotten it together until I see a repeat performance. And I'm not talking about another performance because another performance would mean we would get to have a shit performance, you know, and then follow it up with a good performance. No, no, I need to see this team show that they can do it on a consistent basis because until they can show some consistency, only until that point will I in my opinion, say, okay, they've gotten it together. Because if they show up next week against the Bears and lay an egg and let guys like Taylor Badgett hang around, then then they haven't gotten it together. And now we're in week nine and they're still figuring shit out. Because that's the scenario if if we don't repeat. You know, if I said it before, if you do something good, do it again. You know, just that's all we're asking for for this team. Yep. I just I, I think maybe there's a big fan expectation that has been kind of rooted in our brain that we're going to see the Breeze Peyton offense again. That's fair. I think, yeah. And I think our expectations are a little crazy. I think this was a season where it was, we all believed we would struggle for a period at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we all said it. <laughs> right. We all said it. So yeah. I think we were all on the same page. And I was like, this season is going to depend how quickly we go. And we thought, I think we all thought we'd get going a little quicker than we have. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so and it hasn't been perfect, but I think it's okay to be encouraged, but also understand that we're not going to be scoring thirty eight a game. Like that's not that's not going to be what we do. Yeah, if we can score twenty six, twenty four on a consistent basis and keep that defense in good situations yeah. and and them off the field for good periods of time, it's going to be a good team. Yeah, and it's going to be you know in our division when we were talking about the hope that you brought up. The hope is the division, and look what the division did. That, right, know, Tampa lost, they, Atlanta the lost NFC again. South did NFC they, South things, and I'll even amend my statement to this: like when I say if you did something good, do it again, because it would be a lot. Like you said, that's probably the ceiling we're going to get from Carr. Uh, if he goes, if he plays better than how he did against the Colts, then then that will be surprising and great all at the same time. So I'm not going to say if you did something good, do it again, as in go do the same exact Colts performance again, but at least do like do good again like don't follow this up with a bucks game don't follow this up with oh, agree. the the shit that we've seen like if, if we go back to going over in the red zone after this game then we're right back where we started when the twitter streets are in shambles you know like just follow up a good performance with just a good performance not record breaking not the best ever just good performance good performance and if you can even get three in a row that'd be even better so if i see good to good back to back then i'll say Yep, maybe maybe they did figure something out. Yeah, like for me, I'm not buying in until I see, as Corey said, a repeat good performance. Like I need to see them do it this week against the Bears and the following week against the Vikings. Like this team has to be six and four going into the bye week, you know, where you got Atlanta next on deck, where you can go ahead and take firm control of the NFC South. They have to win the next two games. Yeah. There's they no do. excuse yeah. not to. I agree with that. I mean, I, I want to say that the offense last four games, we had the game where we missed two field goals and we 
failed in the red zone at the end of the game too and only scored 13. That's that's a bad offensive performance. The other three games, 34, 24, 38. Those are not bad offensive performance. Could it have been better in it, it for sure in the um in the Jacksonville game? Absolutely, could have been better. Yeah. But that's 34, 24, 38. That's 30 a game. Well, and yeah. I know we're throwing out the worst game and that's not that's not really good statistics. Well, I, I'm just saying in 3 I of the 4 I think that's what like market research surveys do, right? They throw right. out the best and the worst. So. <laughs> Three of the four were good offensive games. 400 yards, yeah. 24 points is a good offensive game. Is it great? No, but it's good. And I think we, my personal opinion, I would agree 100%. Until we see them convert in the red zone and on those third downs, like 50% like we did yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm not a believer in the offense as an efficient unit. But what I can say is what we saw the last four games is completely different than what we saw the first four games. And that's what's yeah. encouraging to me. Yeah, and, and it comes down as well to this, and we said it after the the Titans game, because and the thing I liked the most was you know it's kind of it's kind of a mouthful, but timeliness, the the timeliness of the good offensive plays. You know the 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 offense wasn't particularly great from a statistical standpoint in game one, but they made the right plays when we needed the right plays, and I was we all were we were extremely encouraged by how we did. I mean, not granted, the offensive line looked like a freaking turnstile. And that's a that huge game. issue in those first yeah, four games. But but overall, when we needed a first down, when we needed a touchdown or whatever it was to close it out from an offensive perspective, we got it when we needed it. I saw that again yesterday versus the Colts. Our games that were shit, I mean, Packers game being exhibit A, when we needed it, we failed every at every single turn. So if I see another game, I don't care if our, if our offensive yards dip below 400, you know, if our defense holds the other side to the requisite, you know, 250, 350, and we're at 379, but but we're getting the first down needed when needed. We're getting the touchdown needed when needed to close it out or shit, even if we're getting into fuel range and maybe Groupie makes a clutch kick uh, first in his career, then I'll be good. You know, it's like, just do it when you have to do it. Yeah. And I, I would say, in my opinion, our worst unit this year is special not our teams. offense. It's special teams. No, that is our fault. worst unit. It, it is. It is bad. It. It looks. They like, started off with Shahid fumbling the opening kickoff in game one, dude. And then you got the punter who's the, statistically got, the worst in the league, and then Groupie not making a single clutch. Jose again this week. We have yeah. That, like is, again, we've lined up over the center twice. It cost us four points this week. That's just a. I hated that call too, but I get it. It's the rule. It's a stupid but rule. He was, he, I said the same thing. It's a stupid rule, stupid but it's the second time this season that he's done like for Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the talk about the punting, it's like not only do we have this horrible, like, punting statistics, I mean, our last two punters are out there killing it. I mean, <laughs> Morstead, they're about to build a statue to Thomas Morstead in New York for the, like, calling it the best punting performance in NFL history. Maybe he it a, was. He had 11 punts you know, for like 550 the, the, yards tw- and like four inside the even, 20. <laughs> I didn't even realize because I didn't pay much attention to the game, but like, I listen to the, uh, the radio on the way to work and I hear that there were 24 combined punts in that game. And, and, you know, that'll, we're getting off track with New that. New York, but it's just your like, football teams are doing real well, by the way. Y'all are yeah, killing it. New York, New York football looking uh, about as good as their subways. But, you know, no offense to anybody that takes them every day that might be listening. But, yeah, I mean, just, I just, look, I just want to see us do, do well again on offense. Just make the timely plays when you need it. Don't give the ball back to the other team to give them a chance. If you if you need a four minute drive to eat some time off the clock in the fourth quarter, go get that four minute drive. You've got the personnel to do it. Another which makes me uh brings me to another point. You know who I liked out of this game who didn't really seem to have a huge role per Jamal se? Jamal Williams. But Jamal Williams had five yards <laughs> per carry in this game. And he looked he was like happy he too, was yeah. having a blast out there. And I loved to see that. And again, that's another guy before the season we said was a big difference maker. And then the injury, and he hasn't looked normal until this yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, and he. I told Max, you, this is the first game we've had everybody. Yeah, that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. This is the first game first where we game had a with full complement of. Uh, Kamara was there. We didn't, we didn't have Baby Jesus tied in, Jimmy Graham. <laughs> but we had Jawan <laughs> back, and he's the starter. First yeah. game with Jawan, AK, Jamal, Kendra. Mike Thomas, Alave, Shahid. First game. And I think Jawan's going to get better. There was one play I saw in slow-mo. Again, I'm like watching it on my phone in the car, I think maybe uh, right before we stopped at Bucky's. Um, but 
Carr threw it into the end zone at Jamal. I mean, at uh, Juwan. And at first, I'm like, up oh, there's his dumbass pass of the game. Uh, he catches that three out and, of four, man. And then they showed in slow-mo. And, yeah, it was double coverage, but it was put on the only spot that yep. it could have been put. I mean, it was a damn good pass. Even AK said, we see him catch that pass every time in practice. Yeah, he said it in the it, press conference, like, so, we, I expect him to catch that ball. That's what right. he said. It, it, it just kind of struck me as, like, that is a, you know, Again, fan take. Never, uh, never played tight end in the NFL, but believe it or not, but it looked like a first game back type of play for Juwan. Yeah, and and he's going to catch those. And the reason I like that throw, and I told Max maybe it's a foot low, but both defenders' backs were to Carr, and he put it and right between it. their helmets. It's right where it needed you know, to be. It, it was. A it was good almost pass. like he watched the JT O'Sullivan video because that was exactly <laughs> one of the things that is, obviously he didn't. And I hope to God that Carr did not. But just putting that out we there, we don't need him taking advice uh, from JT because yeah, I mean that's a whole different thing. But thank God that it, mini bye week is over with because those ten days it was getting were long. fucking awful. That was the longest. I mean, it felt like a double full bye week. Like it just felt like so much more time than it was because it was just you end on a shit game like that. Whatever, say what you want about the offense in the fourth quarter against the Jags. You end on the loss the way we lost to the Jags. And it's brutal. It's, it's a brutal loss. And again, the worst case scenario because it's not like we just got blown. If we got blown out, okay, maybe we're making changes. Maybe there's like whatever. Back to car on but, that though. Perfect you know, drive, right? Perfect drive. Drives it straight down. Need a touchdown. Drops it right in. And yeah. we don't get it. But but, but what, one we more did, thing. We did bury the we, – we did – for those yeah. who didn't listen to our last episode because it was posted on Saturday, we did actually hold a uh, burial service for the Saints-Jags game because it's been dissected more than enough. So we we're technically going to bury it. Uh, okay, bury it. No more talking yeah, about no it. More yeah. talking. Uh, the, one, the one thing yeah. I think we should probably at least mention, and I'm, Max can run with this how he wants because we about. talked about it a little, is the last three games have been the three worst games of the defense – in a row yeah so is that something to worry about or not and i sent him a stat i saw today that we're the worst sack percentage team or 30th sorry not worst, but 30th best sack percentage team and i read another article where someone said uh this saints team has the ability to go on a run pass rush is a big problem Mm -hmm. they need to make a move and go get another pass yeah i think short answer to, to worry about it is yes but i'll Go to Max on. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. You know, I'm I'm definitely worried about it. The only person who's giving us consistent pass rush right now is Granderson. Everybody else has been basically non-existent in the last few games. Um, And obviously, it's frustrating to watch the defense give up, spot the other team 17 points, basically, in the first half the last couple of weeks. You know, because that's putting extra pressure on the offense when they don't really need any more pressure on them at this point. Like the way the fan base has been on their ass, and I would assume the coaching staff and front office guys have been on their ass as well during practice. You know, this team needs all the help it can get. So the defense, now that the offense is showing signs of life, the defense really needs to kick it up a notch. Yeah. You know, we need to see Cam Jordan getting some pressure. It was encouraging to see Foskey get in the game, and he had a, uh, I want to say he had a forced fumble. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was back. It was called called back. back, But but, I mean, but still, he made the play. Split second away, and you're talking about a strip sack from Foskey. For a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. You know, seeing that was very encouraging. And look, man, there's room for him to get playing time. Because the only person, you know, you can look at and say, as far as the defensive ends are concerned, Granderson's, he's performing. Everybody else, there's room for improvement. Absolutely. You know, Brzee's been, he's been, he's, he's gotten off to a good start. You know, but he's, he's, I think he's hitting a little bit of a rookie wall at this point and having some, uh, you know, we've touched on the, the special teams gaffes that he's had this season. But the mental stuff he's got to figure I, out. I think you're seeing from Brzee, like, the effort plays. Like, you can't yeah. stop that guy's motor. Like, that guy's run. He, he chased down Minshew out of the pocket again. Not again, but, like, another quarterback that Brzee is going step for step with out of the pocket from a defensive tackle position. But like you said, it's the finer points for Brzee, I think. Yeah, but, I, you know, to answer the original question, yes, I am concerned about the way the defense is performing. And, you know, I, I agree with what Nick said. We should really target a pass rusher, you know, by the trade deadline tomorrow. So my question to that, because I agree, I mean, we need some extra juice in there. Or just just a, maybe not a backup plan per se, but just like, kind of like, if we could only get the defensive line slash edge equivalent of what we saw out of Jalen Smith in the preseason, right? Because like, 
He comes in, and you're just like, "Holy shit! Who is this guy playing with his head on fire?" You know, one thing I want to say: no, there's no, there's no place for him in our linebacking core. Yeah, but, but I would, there could I would be love on to third s- down. So, do you there, remember a few well, years ago when when Da moved Demario to edge rush? Mm. If you had Jalen and you could put Jalen Demario's spot and bring Demario down to rush on the other side of Granderson on clear or, passing downs, or better that, yet. Is there anyone on our defensive line rotation who's active every Sunday that Jalen Smith could take the place of just for pass rushing only? Is there anyone in our current defensive rotation that you would say, I'd rather, like, uh, it wouldn't be Roach. I don't know if it'd be passing on because when Granderson went down, we needed passing no, on there. you need all of them. I mean, you, it's need kinda, all, you, you need all, need all of them. them. You know, they're so bringing like, more to the table so, than Jalen Smith. But, but my point is, like, I would love it if there was just a way within reason because, again, like, once the – once Gail opens up the, that's not Gail, but once Mickey decides he's going to punch in the code for the to open up the vault of draft picks, let's drop we the don't, fullback. We don't, we don't trust what he's doing, so it's it's like he might give away all the whatever. I mean, that's a slippery slope to talk about Mickey Loomis and draft picks. But what I'm saying it would just be amazing is if we had the defensive line equivalent of what we saw Jalen Smith come in and just a defensive lineman from outside coming in with his hair on fire be. Fucking amazing. Well, let me say this, though. Before we, we make any jokes about Mickey giving stuff away, the midseason <laughs> trades usually work out well for us. Yes, whether just it's the draft. Uh, whether, it's yeah, the draft. Exactly. Quan Alexander. That was great. Yeah. J- Jack Rabbit as yep. a cornerback, yep. you know, yep. late in the season. Yep. Like, we do well on these trades. Roby, right? Wasn't no, we signed him. Because we, um, we've given away negligible draft picks. Negligible. Yeah. And the performance we Vilma. get in return has been fantastic. Yeah. So... The Mickey Loomis burning draft picks analogy does not apply with in-season trades. I'm happy so if they were to make yeah. a trade by tomorrow's deadline, you know, for a defensive end, I would probably feel pretty damn good about it. Not even knowing who the player is right now, like I would probably feel pretty good about it because we usually do well on so those. Follow-up question to that is: You would feel pretty damn good about it if it was a what round picked or higher, fourth or later? Yes. Okay. So you would be okay with a fourth? Well, here's the deal. We don't have a third or a fourth right now. So, <laughs> no, I mean, we have a first, we don't have a, a second, two fifths. We got two a seconds, six. right? Or no, we, no, we have one. The Peyton one's the only one we have? That's it. No, that's mm. going to be a damn good one. But Was that part of the Olave thing? What was that second? Where'd that go? Um, I believe it was the Olave one. Yes. Probably. When in yes, doubt. the second round pick. Because <laughs> it was a trade. third. No. The first trade was a third the previous year, then a second and a third and like a sixth. Hey, regardless, we don't have it. That's fine. So um, we have a first, a second. Do not touch those. God no. Do God, not no. touch There's those. There's no one out there right now. Exactly. Not, yeah. We don't have a third or a fourth. But you, you can fuck a, with the fifths all the way down all you, you have, want. You could also do a fourth the following year. Like if someone, exactly. If exactly. someone's salary dumping somebody, anything's on the table. There's only right? one team I hope we don't even open the phone lines to. Yeah, and that's the, yep. Took the words out of my mouth because good God, if, if Howie Roseman like, calls pick, up, yeah, hang up the phone. Like someone should take Mickey's phone right now and put in blocked, do not answer, whatever well, the I hell. I think Mickey actually like, made a joke about that a couple of months ago. <laughs> He's like, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and block his phone number. Yeah, so. he should. Yeah, that, that's, that's, look, that's you should, think like, we got a bag? Look what the Titans did with their with their trades. But that's with what, but that AJ Brown and Byard and and like, oh my God. I, don't, I mean, what? Is, what is, the Howie common denominator Roseman? is Howie Roseman right, policing exactly. the, other GMs. What is Howie? Does he have like a black book on every GM? I, I mean, like, good lord! Yeah. But he hasn't won a title since Nick Foles, so it, it, yeah. all that all that fleecing everybody well, hasn't turned into anything. Well, he's he's putting together whatever we could, we could get. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so that yeah, being I, said, if we make a trade tomorrow for a defensive end or let's say an edge rusher, I'll be happy. Yeah, and we're, and tomorrow. I don't think any other position other than offensive linemen, but teams are not giving away yeah. offensive line help at this point. And if you're listening, Which you shouldn't be too concerned after the last couple of weeks. I think we're okay. Uh, injuries, think, health is what concerns me with those I guys. hear you, but the bigger need, I think, we are pass 30th rush. in pass rush, pass essentially. Rush, yeah. I mean, we we've got to get better. Yeah, and so we are recording this on October 30th, so it's possible that by the time you're listening to this, maybe the deadline is coming and gone, and maybe we're fantastically Nostradamusing this, uh, or maybe we're dead wrong and we just said pat but either way uh, we're on the deadline so we gotta we're, we're gonna see something we're not real quick before we close it out uh do you want to look at the predictions we had or no yeah um so turning to the predictions well we all predicted a win yeah. so, we're so good we there. all hit there we all did that uh let's see so nick predicted saints 27 
10 point win, I think. Colts, 17. Your offensive MVP was Carr slash. Oh, you went with co MVP to Carr Olave. So we'll give you one of that. One of the two. He gets I a half a point on that one. You get a half point. I'm uh, not taking credit for Olave. That was uh, terrible. You know, 270 out of Carr. You got the over on that. Uh, Olave, you. I said 100. 100 over didn't mm, hit on close. that one. Defensive MVP, Kim Jordan. Another no. Ugh. We both missed <laughs> on that one. No. He looked like he was pushing a little what bit. What was better, his final stats, though? Do you know? He had like I think he had like four tackles at least. But he did um, get a tackle for loss. I remember. I like thought Max they were going to credit one. him with a half sack, but they didn't. They didn't. And, um, but he did. But I thought he was in on it. Um, they gave it all to Granderson, which yeah. I'm fine with. But Cam did impact that. He wasn't play. a most valuable player. I just give him a player. He had four tackles. That's it. He didn't give him a tackle. Yeah. I thought he had a run play where he stuffed one on the. Um, he gets a half a point. I think for he, look. I think he showed up. You know, yeah. there's been games where we could say Cam didn't. Who's the clear defensive yeah. MVP? Is it just Adebo because he picked one off? Because I don't. I mean, Demario I mean, but, played but very well. If you saw the stats on his coverage grades, Adebo's coverage grades were pretty. It's probably Adebo. Pretty crazy. I put um, before before mine. Uh, Max, you had twenty four twenty one Saints offensive MVP being Camara. I think is a good argument. Well. I think I'm, I'm getting no, no, no. I'm taking a half a point for that one. Because yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Camaro. To, to be fair, there were three MVPs, three offensive yeah. MVPs in this game. It's Car, Taysom, and Camaro. Exactly. Yeah. All three of them deserve equal, I guess, points with this. So, if you want to say, you know, we each Nick and I were both a third right on that. Yeah. Um, uh, defense. I know I took Cam Jordan. That's a mess. Um, we'll go ahead and say a Debo. Was the uh, defensive MVP? What now, did I have for the score? You were actually spot Lattimore on. Lattimore gave Wait. up zero catches and had nine let me, tackles. Let me give Max some credit here because Max, uh, Nick, you're the stats guy. Yeah. How many touchdowns did Kamara have? Two. How many rushing did he have? One. How many receiving did he have? One. That is exactly what Max Ortiz predicted before there you the go. game. Boom, boom, uh, boom. He said Kamara is going to be my offensive MVP. I think he's got two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. So, congrats, Max. I think that's about the most spot on thing anybody said. Uh, moving to my predictions, uh, I said 28-21 Saints. Uh, everyone said, really, for, does, does the defense, does the special teams get a touchdown? I said, nope, I'm, I'm feeling – I almost went with one defensive special teams, but I said, you know what, no, 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 we'll go off. Offense gets four, four touchdowns. Uh, I guess I should have went with five. But, uh, you know, but my MVPs were – well, my offensive MVP was way off. I mean, Olave, meh. But, um, again – I made my piece on Olave in the beginning of the episode. I'm not going back there. If you're taking um, credit, I get credit, so you don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm not going back there. <laughs> I don't want to y'all get credit for my, that. My I'm de- not taking credit. No, I was not, not happy. I, I Olave get, doesn't get credit. Doesn't Neither do you points. motherfuckers get credit. I don't get any percentage points for Olave. I get it. Um, if, I, if anything, it could probably get negative for the uh, the helmet catch. He, he a, was probably the worst skill position player on the field. If the a Saints. ball hit you in the face for a touchdown, you were not good. Well, to his credit, it was not the face with the top of his head, but... Point taken. Okay, my point <laughs> it is... It looked like a face. It looked Michael like a Thomas face. outperformed him. Rashid Shaheed outperformed him. I'm not arguing him. Jason Hill I'm not, outperformed him. I'm not arguing him. Kamara outperformed him. Real? Jamal Williams outperformed uncle, him. Uncle, uncle, I'm not Who arguing Who was your defensive him. MVP? I had Granderson. Okay, so he, he got he the a, sack. And and I said he was going to have a sack, probably at least... I, I think one. a Debo. So defense is tough. So I was good on my stats for uh, Granderson. I said he's going to have a sack. He's going to have at least one or two tackles for loss. Um, on a, on who? On Granderson. Granderson, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Max gets – I'll take my credit for the Saints four-touchdown prediction when they scored five. I'll give you a hell of a lot of credit for Max for uh, Kamara. You hit his touchdown spot on by saying rushing and receiving. Um, Nick, uh, Carr, over 270. So, I think, look, this is why this is one of the best podcasts out there you can listen to right now because we all had some reason to be completely spot on, right? Am I right? Hey, and the best part about it was driving <laughs> back from the beach, you know, we were all leaving Destin around the same time. Uh, Nick and I were, we, we, we conferred about the our bets on the day, yeah. you know, for about 45 minutes in the car leading up to the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were both firmly on the car is going to have a big game train. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I'll give my... Between the two of us, we won about 300 bucks on the game, specifically uh, on cars, so it was a good day. Shout out to my friend Eric, Will Derotter, who y'all met this weekend. Uh, he even said it. Uh, I didn't you know, do it, but it was like, you're really picking the Saints to have four touchdowns? I was like, I uh, just did. And he goes, you're probably going to get like 680, plus 680 on those odds. I didn't even... I, I was, <laughs> yeah, you like, should have gone for it. I was 
getting out of the house and he couldn't get on the road Florida, man. by the time by the time i was in the car gotta make the phone call man just like i did <laughs> gotta call alex I don't call even, alex when you need i don't a, even know how that, i don't even know how that shit works but so real quick back um, to defensive mvp just to wrap it up demario yeah. had 12 total tackles six solo one pass defense yeah. Lattimore gave up zero catches nine solo tackles which is kind of insane pass defense and a tackle for loss granderson six tackles Three of them solo, one sack, which is his tackle for loss. Then Adebo, the other candidate, was six tackles. No, I'm sorry, three tackles, all solo, three passes defensed, and an interception. I'm going Adebo because that interception was clutch. Because it looked they were like they were going in, they were about to and they were going to score, and it was before yeah. halftime. So, to me, it's it's clearly a Debo his, from the timeliness, yeah. you know, your favorite word from earlier. Yep. Yep. Didn't timeliness. we go get points there, too? Yeah, we scored off that turnover. We did. Absolutely. We did. Yeah. yeah. I remember that was like, huge. noting it's that. It's a Debo. It's a Debo. Yeah, because that was the difference between the game being like a tennis match versus exactly. just close it out. Exactly. You know? Last thing I'm going to say, and then we're closing it out, is I sent Max a text about Alante, and we've been raving about him. Mm. Turns out mm. in the slot, Ugh. he's given up the most catches, Uh-oh. the most yards. And the most touchdowns this out, year in the entire out. league. Oh, God. I was waiting for you to say, like, <laughs> NFC South. Or, so no, maybe that's something we need to worry than... about. Uh, maybe he is an outside corner because he's obviously a playmaker. Uh, maybe that's something we need to worry about along well, with the pass Maybe, uh, you know, we can touch on our, our thoughts on the defense moving forward in our uh, preview pod. Yeah. Because there's, I think there's some, some meat on that bone. So uh, this was a very thorough uh, recap, but worthwhile because, like we said, we're going to enjoy this win. Looking forward and hoping, now that Hope has uh, re-entered the chat, per Nick, uh, that we uh, do it again. Per all of us. It's back in the chat. It's back in the chat. Hope is back in the chat, which is good. Um, uh, Allegedly good, but, you know, it's it's here. It's here. It's here. Okay, so next one up is the uh, preview pod, Bears coming to the Dome. Uh, We got a little meetup going on with our friends over at Saints Block Party Podcast and uh, a lot, but they're bringing in Saints City and me. Mike and Dan, a bunch of people that uh, that we know, so we're looking forward to that as well. So uh, shout out to them. But until next time, thanks again for listening to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. What a comeback!